0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast, and today is an episode uh, where I'm being really honest. Shock, right? I mean, I seem pretty honest, hopefully, in all my videos. One of the main uh, feed pieces of feedback that I get is that, man, it's just raw and uncut and gritty, and to that I say, well, good, because that's just who I am, so <laughs> what you see is what you get, right? Maybe it's that underground, you know? Uh, music scene that I was a part of. It's just how we do it, you know, but nonetheless today is an interesting episode because I'm talking about something that is really a vulnerable piece for me as a quote quote spiritual leader. Uh, and the reality is many of us deal with this. A lot of us have this feeling. A lot of us have this sense. You've already read the title. If you've clicked on this podcast or this, uh, YouTube video, so you already know what I'm talking about here. We all have those moments that we're trying to, you know, continue on this spiritual path. We're trying to progress. We're trying to get to more of a place of enlightenment, right? And we have these moments in time on this path where we just have not felt very spiritual. And it kind of is a major bummer, To be on this path and to be seeking and to be working on your spiritual practices and reading spiritual books and being mindful throughout the day and trying to be, you know, the best, you know, uh, conscious parent and spouse and worker that you can be in the world. And then you're faced with the reality that some days just don't feel spiritual. Some moments just don't feel transcendent when we want them to feel like they are marked moments on our path. And so for me, I deal with this on a regular basis because I'm a human being. And the reality is each and every one of us are uh, filled with different things in our life that we have to be responsible for, that we have to be accountable for, that we have to do. And not all of it feels very spiritual. And for most of us, we think, Ah, well maybe we can just, you know, take a journey to India and we can just travel throughout India, you know, like Ramdas did, just searching for the real spiritual path that will work or maybe, you know, we can just go and be be a monk or maybe we should, you know, if you're a Christian, I should just go and be more of a like a priest. Maybe I should be a priest or or someone that is more secluded. I don't have to worry about rent. I just, you know, live in a secluded place and I can just devote myself to spiritual practice. And we think that somehow exiting from life is going to enable us to be more of the spiritual person that we're setting out to be. And so I think that that can work. And I think that that does work for some people because there's different paths for everybody. And for some people that really, really does work. But for many of us who are in a career, you're working towards something in life, you're you're doing something, maybe even you're an artist or a musician and you're trying to do that full time or you know you're a pastor or you were a pastor and now you're trying to find a life after being a pastor and you're you're struggling to find a sense of real spiritual significance and you don't feel very spiritual it can be really Easy to think that the grass is greener if you were just a monk or a nun or a, you know, a a devotee of a guru in the Himalayas, you know. And the reality is, even in those remote spaces, even in those places that are removed from society, those individuals still feel non-spiritual a lot of the time. And if you read any of the writers that have done this, if you read these people uh, that choose to be honest in their writing, they'll admit to that. I was reading Ramdas as I always do, (laughs) and he was talking about when he was in India with Maharaji, and he didn't feel spiritual. Like there were months on end that he did not feel connected, and he was present in the flesh and blood with his guru we just go through seasons and periods that aren't very spiritual feeling. So what do we do? What do we do if we don't feel very spiritual? What do we do if we feel like everything that we're doing, uh, is not enabling some sort of transcendence. And I think for me, the first thing that I do whenever I feel like I'm trying to be more enlightened and it's not happening, the natural thing that we do is try to just strong arm things. We try to just force things. We try to just make them happen. We try to just make sure that we can have some sense of control and dominance over this and exercise whatever it might be that says in our minds, we are going to make this happen. Damn it. <laughs> you know, and I get that way and I feel that. And humans get that. That's a a natural psychological reaction to something that isn't working. Just use force. And... That is not my recommendation friends (laughs) because you can try to force being spiritual and um, normally you'll just turn into a jerk. (laughs) And what happens is if we try to force it, we're just going to make ourselves more frustrated. If we try to force being spiritual when we're not feeling spiritual, it's just going to end up being an increase of frustration. And so I think we have to make a decision that whenever we're not feeling spiritual to just rest in surrender to the present moment. Well, what am I feeling that is making me not connected in this moment? What's going on in my head? What's going on in my life? What circumstances and situations are happening that are not uh, enabling me to be fully present and surrendered to this spiritual experience, whatever it might be. And so when we're listening to that, when we have an open ear for that, we can surrender to whatever it is. For instance, last night, my wife, Lindsay and I were supposed to record a podcast and it was a hectic night with the kids. I have two kids. They're only 20 months apart. So this is that weird time of the year that they're one year apart. So they're ages four and five. We live in a 900 square foot, tiny two bedroom, one bath apartment, and it gets freaking chaotic in there, you know, and Lindsay was feeling overwhelmed with the kids. There was, you know, dishes she was doing. There's some other things that she was processing in her mind, and she was just freaking overwhelmed and she was really excited to record the podcast with me, but it became evidently clear that that is not what the moment was enabling. It was not what was needed for her own spiritual growth in that moment. The last thing that she needed was something else to do on the list. And she was really wanting to even like after we put the kids to bed, she's like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's a sense of force with that. There's a frustration that's attached to that. And so what we have to learn to do is to have an open heart an open mind and an open ear to hear what exactly does my soul need right now. And maybe another spiritual practice to do isn't what I need for my growth. When you're not feeling spiritual, sometimes spiritual practice isn't the answer. That seems like such a paradox. I know, but sometimes... When you are trying to pursue this path and things get in the way, a spiritual practice could potentially be something else that just puts you farther into a place of, uh, abyss of feeling like there's just absolutely, um, no hope. Sometimes spiritual practices can enable hopelessness and that is not what we're after. And so for Lindsay, we decided, let's just relax. Let's just take some time. Let's rejuvenate. Let's recharge the batteries. Tomorrow's a busy day. We'll take it from there. And you know what? Nothing bad happened, right? We think, oh, if we don't pray and fast and meditate and, you know, mantra and do all this stuff that like bad things, you know, are going to set in and we're going to regress. And I will submit to you that even when you're not feeling spiritual, you are not regressing at all. As a matter of fact, some of the moments that you feel the most least spiritual are the places that you are growing the most that those are the places that you will reflect on and say that moment that really sucked, that I didn't feel transcendence, that I didn't feel enlightened. I didn't feel like I was making progress on my path. Those were the times that actually shaped me and formed me and gave me more of an understanding of my place and space and what I'm actually doing here in the world, that it's actually the unspiritual times that can promote spiritual growth. And when you trust that, When you surrender to that, when you give yourself to that, you're able to not force a spiritual practice whenever in that moment, maybe you really need rest. Maybe you really need something that is not seemingly spiritual. And so something else can happen too, you know, Uh, so we can choose to force, we can choose to just strong arm something and make something happen when we're not feeling spiritual But something else, I would say, that's even more damaging can potentially happen too. And when we're not feeling spiritual, we can have sometimes the tendency and the temptation to project a false spiritual front. Especially for those of us on Instagram and social media and YouTube, right? Or podcasting we can feel spiritually bankrupt and we can project a sense of piety and righteous religiosity even into the world because we're scared that other people might see that we're not as strong spiritual beings as we've projected ourselves online to be and that we need to be something for someone else and whenever we're anything for anyone else we become bankrupt in and of ourself And so when you're not feeling spiritual, the tendency to try to just project this sort of spirituality will always result in something void. It will always result in something that is empty and not life-giving and will actually leave you in a place of having to do more work in your spirituality, just a few more steps down the road. So why pretend? Why act like we're anything other than who we are right here, right now? This is all that we have to give is who we are in this present moment and who we are in this present moment is always enough. And if we believe that this is enough, we should be free to be able to share that journey, share that expression, be honest, vulnerable, and transparent to wherever we are, because we know that it is all working together for some sort of good in our life, especially in our spiritual life. And so when we're not feeling that spiritual thing and we try to project some sort of false narrative of spirituality, um, we puff ourselves up and we're not true. And I would argue that you are doing the antithesis of all good spirituality. You're living into your false self. You're giving into the ego. You're giving the ego a foothold on your life. And the ego uh, could be rendered as devil, right? Satan, all the, like the, the very like mythological spiritual language of Satan and the devil that we, you know, sometimes the baggage we carry, if we come from Christianity with that, I would say that a lot of that, the definition of the devil is the accuser, the stealer, the destroyer, and the questioner of identity, like all of those things. That's what the ego does. It, it destroys us. It questions our path, who we really are. It questions and accuses us of not being the person that we have wanted to project in the world. And the true self, the Christ in us says that all is fine. It's all there. It's all a part of the recipe and that we don't have to project some sort of finished Pinterest illusion that we can be candid to the reality of the being that is deep within us. And the beauty of this spiritual path and the beauty of Instagram is to share the authenticity of who we really are. But if you've scrolled for more than five seconds on a spirituality hashtag, you'll see people acting super spiritual and getting photo shoots that look super spiritual. And the reality is a lot of that is what Ram Dass calls phony holy. It's a projection It isn't real. And my commitment with Spiritual Nomad and this whole project is for ridiculous authenticity because where I come from in the Christian world, we are dealing with a major issue with fakeness and plasticity in that world. We're dealing with people that do not want anyone to see what's really happening on the inside of their life. Cause they have to maintain an image. They have to maintain something to the outside world to keep their status in the spiritual ranking in pop Christianity. And that my friends is not true spirituality. That is not real. And that is why you see pastors burning out. You see pastors giving up, you see churches suffering and hurting people. All because there is a phony holy, because there is a projection on the outside of whatever it is that they want to be seen. Because the reality is we don't always feel spiritual. And when we don't feel spiritual, we make a sense of a false projection to that. And it always, once again, results in a void. And I would say even a destruction. And that's what we're seeing in the American church today. We've not been honest about our path. We've not been honest about our journey. We've not been honest about our questioning. We've not been honest about the answers that have found that have been good for us. And all of it is just building up this false self of a sleeping giant of a church. And so we individually have to take ownership that when we don't feel spiritual, listen to that rest, relax, take some time off, kick it. It's cool. It's cool. Be honest with people around you that, hey, you know what? Like, I was trying to meditate and, you know, it just wasn't happening, you know? Uh, and it's okay. It's okay to not feel spiritual all the time and still consider yourself a spiritual person. And so I just want to finish with this last thought. And if you're not feeling spiritual, if you're not feeling like you're connected, if you're not, wanting to, you know, uh, or you're struggling with wanting to give in to whatever is, you know, at hand in your heart and mind, um, just keep doing whatever it is that, you know, is, is going to be beneficial and helpful to you. Uh, there's a pastor that is, uh, that I used to, I still do really respect a lot. And they would say, you know, it's just about the simplicity of walking the path and it's just right foot, left foot. You know, we, we sometimes get really bogged down with all of these different ways, you know, and should I be doing Kundalini meditation or, you know, should, what is real contemplative prayer or, you know, what sort of candles should I be lighting or, you know, we, we get really focused on that right mantra, right? And I think we sometimes overcomplicate the spiritual path. And so for you, it's finding whatever is right foot, left foot for you, you know, What is the right foot, left foot? And for me, in my life, whenever I'm not feeling spiritual, the right foot, left foot is continue to spend time in prayer and meditation and read spiritual texts that you know have helped you in the past. And whenever I'm not feeling it, I do that right foot, left foot. Prayer, meditate, read. Prayer, meditate, read. Prayer, meditate, read. And as I right foot, left foot, even when I'm not always feeling it, eventually the spirit honors that. And I think that God gives us the ability to be able to move past those barriers in our life of not feeling spiritual and that, you know, not coming to it, trying to manipulate those times, you know, not trying to manipulate my meditation, not trying to manipulate my scripture reading or manipulating the feeling air quotes for those listening to the Holy spirit, like feeling and sensing this tangible spirit of God, not manipulating or conjuring any of that. We've already talked about phony, holy, but really just still just doing it. The act of doing it will continue to bring some sort of freedom and liberation into our lives. So we're not always going to feel spiritual. We're not always going to feel it. It's not always going to be there and that's okay. Listen, To yourself listen to what you really need be open and honest with yourself and maybe with somebody close to you don't project any sort of false spirituality and just humbly find the things that that work for you in quiet jesus says whenever you're going to pray go into your closet where no one can see you and what is it in your in your hidden closet if you will that you can come back to and just to come back and to do that and just to keep coming back and doing that. So hopefully uh this speaks to some of you. I know it probably will because we all feel sometimes spiritually bankrupt and not spiritual. So fun uh fun conversation, uh a reality in many of our lives. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh if you would subscribe, that would be super helpful. Um also too uh, I'm getting a mailing email list going. I'm gonna be sending out an email uh, you know, pretty frequently. So if you go to the spiritual nomad.org, you can opt into that email list. There, a little pop up will come there as you know, five seconds after you're on the website, just opt in. I uh, would love to have you as a part of that community. I have a lot of things that are going to be coming up. Um, a couple like uh, collaborative online cohorts that I'm going to be launching. Uh, just spilt the beans there a little bit. Uh, but if you've listened this long, you're faithful to whatever it is I've been doing and I appreciate it. And it's very, very, uh, meaningful to me. So thank you so much. Uh, join me on Instagram as always. I'm on there probably way too much. Uh, the spiritual nomad, you can search that and I'm sure you'll find a picture of my face there and, uh, we can connect. So thank you. Subscribe. And, uh, we'll have a good conversation on the next podcast because I have been grace coming on, uh, the next episode. So, um, Be sure to subscribe because you're not going to miss that as well. So talk to you soon, guys. We'll see you.